Rockies. And in today's episode, the Phils with a huge walk-off win to sweep the Tigers, their fifth win in a row, a great start by Zach Wheeler, another no-hit bid. Man, this team's so much fun to watch right now. And if you look at this compared to a week ago, it's crazy the differences between where this team is and where they were. We'll break it all down on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked on Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. You know me from talking Phillies baseball for years here on 97.5, the Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. Uh, Happy to be here with you as your host of Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Go ahead and check out our friends over there at Bird Dogs. Yeah, let's jump right into it. I mean, what a win last night for the Philadelphia Phillies over the Detroit Tigers. So many storylines to a game that uh, wasn't all that long and wasn't all that exciting. But uh, of course, it was delayed. Uh, it was supposed to be played Wednesday, and yesterday was supposed to be the off day, but it was delayed by the smoke, the wildfire smoke from Canada. Now, for the first time in three days, I can actually see the sky and see clouds and everything like that, see the sun. Like, it's pretty cool. Yesterday, the air quality cleaned up significantly to the point that they were able to play. Uh, today, it looks even better. We're back to kind of just like normal conditions. It's still going to. Uh, be a little bit moderate on the scale of like air quality or whatever for tonight's game against the Dodgers. Uh, by the way, the Phillies take on the Dodgers tonight at 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. But yeah, it seems the air quality is back to normal. So the game was postponed, postponed, postponed <laughs> Wednesday uh, and moved back to Thursday. So they played yesterday, obviously. And um, yeah. It was a very interesting game, uh, to say the least. First of all, the Phillies offense didn't do all of that much, so uh, it set the stage for an opportunity for the pitchers to take center stage. And boy, did Zach Wheeler. I mean, this is something that we're going to talk about in, in just a little bit, but the pitching in this series from the Philadelphia Phillies was incredible, and Zach Wheeler was probably the culmination yesterday. Uh, listen to this box score. I mean, the guy went seven and a third innings pitch. He allowed one hit, none earned, one walk, eight Ks. That one hit was in the eighth inning with one out. So his last battery face, he went seven and a third hitless innings, took a no hitter into the eighth inning. That's incredible. He got to five outs away uh, and then unfortunately allowed a hit. And then unfortunately, a uh, situation arose where he allowed a run. Well, not an earned run, but there was a run allowed. Well, Josh Harrison made an error in the uh, inning, and then the first hit came shortly after that, and Detroit uh, went ahead and scored. And then it got a little bit dicey. First off, Zach Wheeler deserves his flowers. I was talking with uh, a couple people at the radio station over at 97.5 The Fanatic prior to yesterday's game, so Thursday morning. Yesterday morning we were talking. We were saying the way that the Tigers have struck out 
uh, so far this series. Zach Wheeler might have 40 strikeouts. I said it yesterday on uh, yesterday's show. Well, I mean, the strikeout, he only had eight, which still, I mean, only at eight. But you kind of had to know it was going to be a dominant performance from Zach Wheeler coming because this Detroit Tigers offense, just it's non-existent. Um, I'll respect them as a major league franchise. They have a couple players here and there. Nick Mathon had a nice series against the Philadelphia Phillies coming back here to Philadelphia after being traded in the offseason as part of the Gregory Soto deal. But that team just does not have enough offense to put together a consistent lineup. So you knew Zach Wheeler was in for a big day, but what he did going out there and just dominating them was incredibly, incredibly impressive. So a great start by Zach Wheeler, his best of the year. Uh, one of the best I've ever seen from him. And you have to consider the competition, but that was all well and good. I mean, you enjoyed having that going on. Now, the Phillies, though, they didn't score until the sixth inning. In the sixth inning, uh, Bryce Harper had a sacrifice fly to left field. Uh, it was a little looping line drive, and Kyle Schwarber scored on it. Uh, so Kyle Schwarber scored the first run in the past two games for the Philadelphia Phillies, lead off Schwarber, paying off. Well, maybe not really, but, I mean, he ends up scoring the first run. It was a uh, – Good heads-up base running by Schwarber, good work by him, good hustle from the big man. It's one nothing. So, like, okay. But it was one nothing for a while. And I told you in the eighth, when Zach Wheeler gave up his first hit, uh, it was set up first and third because there was already a runner on because of an error by Josh Harrison over at third base. So it was one-to-one shortly after that. Um, so there was a bunt single to make it one-to-one. And then in the top of the ninth inning, with the score still one-to-one, the Phillies didn't score in the bottom of the eighth, Nick Maton hit an RBI single to right to score Javi Baez, and it was two-to-one. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, here we go. Wheeler's going to give us a no-hitter into the eighth inning, and you're going to lose this game? Well, they were trailing in the ninth inning after having eight no-hit innings or seven and a third no-hit innings from Zach Wheeler. But then they got in a situation where you load the bases up, uh, with one out, and Brandon Marsh hit a sacrifice fly to deep left field to the warning track. Bryce Harper scored from third. So you got first and second, two outs, a 2-1 count. And if you were watching the TV broadcast on NBC Sports Philadelphia, you saw earlier on in the game Roger Clemens was in the house. Roger Clemens, the father of Cody Clemens. Well, not just the father of Cody Clemens. He's one of the great pitchers of all time. The Rocket, for some people's money, the greatest pitcher to ever touch a baseball, uh, was there and he was talking to Tom McCarthy and John Cruck during the TV broadcast about just general stuff, what he's doing with his life now, what it's like raising his family, uh, what he thinks about Cody as a baseball player, how it feels to go from being a guy in Major League Baseball for so long to watching his son in Major League Baseball and what the, the different experience it is to watch from this side. And everything like that. It was a very cool interview. Uh, Cody Clemens actually got the first hit of the game while Roger Clemens was on the air. And by the time he was off, they had the ball authenticated and brought up to him, uh, which was, I don't know how they do that that fast, but that was a pretty cool moment there. Not remotely as cool as the moment coming later on with uh, Roger in the stands. But yeah, so it was like Cody Clemens heavy broadcast in the middle innings. Then, of course, the attention shifts to Zach Wheeler and everything going on there. And uh, Roger Clemens had some great things to say about Zach Wheeler. Loves the guy as far as the way he pitches the baseball, and understandably so. And then, bottom of the ninth, two outs, 2-1 count. Cody Clemens is up with Trey Turner on second. Bryce is thought on first. And he rips a 97-mile-an-hour fastball to right field. No one gets to it. Turner scores easily. And the Philadelphia Phillies walk it off. Roger Clemens gets to watch his son Cody walk it off to keep the five-game win streak alive, to keep the sweep alive. And, 
Oh, my goodness. What a moment it had to be for the Clemens family. He gets the full Gatorade bath, not just the small cups of water that the daycare normally gives. Cody Clemens has been great for this team. I'll tell you what, uh, Nick Maton has been great for the Detroit Tigers. Of course, Cody Clemens was part of the deal that came over from Detroit, so it was justice for him to go ahead and get this walk-off against the Detroit Tigers. It was probably a nice feeling for Nick Maton to uh, – tie or to give Detroit the lead. He also had the big home run off of Aaron Nola earlier on in the series. Uh, didn't play as much of a factor as this uh, heroic opportunity uh, for him in game three, but neither mattered. The Phillies won all three in this one. Uh, it's just interesting to show you how similar Cody Clemens and Nick Maton are as players, not necessarily the way they play or the position they play, but the fact that they're just nice role players. They might have a clutch hit here or there. They come through more than you'd expect a role player to. They're not everyday starters, but if they're forced into that role, they're going to surprise you. And that's what I think both those players are. And Cody Clemens has been a nice welcome surprise this year with the injuries going on at first base. So it was nice to see him have his moment. It was even better that it happened in front of his dad and his family and everything like that. And just like that, the Philadelphia Phillies, they have won five straight, and they're in an interesting position in the division. We're going to talk about that coming up. Uh, as we continue today's episode of Lock on Phillies. Oh, I got to tell you about bird dogs, though. You know I have to tell you about my friends over at Bird Dogs. They're absolutely awesome. They're the greatest shorts in the world. Uh, I had to wash mine because I wore them for like three days in a row. So mine are currently in the wash, and I'm going to need them washed for this weekend to make sure I'm good to go and have everything ready. I mean, what's not to love about bird dogs? Let me tell you, maybe you're a person who likes a um, – a very comfortable short. Your main thing is, I don't care how I look. I just want to feel good. Well, Bird Dogs, not only do they have that interior stretchy fabric lining that uh, keeps everything secure, it's not too tight that it's not breathable down there. That's super important because some of those can be a little restricting on, we'll call them the crown jewels, not Bird Dogs. Not very breathable, but also they've got the lining so you feel very comfortable and everything's uh, held in, we'll say. It's a great comfort short. Maybe you're someone who just likes short for style, shorts for style. And you're like, okay, the comfort's nice, but are, do they look good? Bird dogs look amazing. They they fit great, so they make your legs look great. I mean, it's not like they're baggy and you can't tell if you've been working out. It's not like they're too tight and they're like squeezing your legs. No, they're just a nice, like athletic looking fit. Well, the fit's athletic, but you could wear the shorts. They look like a high-quality short. Like, you could wear it out to the bar. You could wear it out to, like, a dinner, or a casual dinner or something like that. You could wear it if you have a more relaxed office culture and you got, like, a casual Friday. They're cool with you rocking shorts. Bird Dogs would be a great casual Friday short. Uh, they're absolutely awesome. They got some cool technology, too. They've got some uh, cloud-knit fabric. It looks just like khaki, but it stretches, so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I mean, absolutely amazing shorts. I can't tell you enough good things about them. You could pay me. like They're paying us, obviously, to talk about bird dogs. That's how advertisements work. Uh, this is a product that I would talk about if you weren't paying me to. Uh, I've gone out of my way to tell people that I work with, my friends, hey, yo, I got sent some bird dog shorts by these guys because they're sponsoring the podcast. They're, they're amazing. Do you guys know about these? And most of them will be like, yeah, dude. We've been on bird dogs forever, but some people like me never tried them. So if you need to try them and you need to try them, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. 
That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We absolutely promise you. All right, let's talk a little bit about the pitching in this series against the uh, Detroit Tigers, because to me, that was the greatest three-game series pitching performance I've seen by any Phillies team ever. I can't remember anything else even close to that. I don't imagine they'll do it again against the Dodgers, and the Phillies take on the Dodgers tonight, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that contest on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to go ahead and pull that all up. It should be a uh, more competitive series from the opponent's standpoint. But, I mean, let me just go through these pitching lines for the Philadelphia Phillies starters against the Detroit Tigers. So the opening game, the Phillies won 8-3, to three, of course, was the Aaron Nola game. He goes seven innings, one hit ball. Three walks, 12 Ks, none hurt. Seven innings, one hit. Great. No hit bid late into that one. Uh, the game where the Phillies won one nothing. the middle game of this series, uh, you look at the pitching line for Taiwan Walker. He goes seven innings, two hits, none earned, three walks, eight Ks. I mean, no hit bid going late past the fifth inning. And then, of course, we had what Zach Wheeler did yesterday, just to remind you of the stat line one more time for that one. Uh, Zach Wheeler takes a no-hitter into the eighth inning. He goes seven and a third, allows one hit, uh, and he goes ahead and strikes out nine – or, sorry, eight uh, with one walk. Seven and a third, one hit, one run, not earned, one walk, eight K. So the combined stat line for the Philadelphia Phillies starters, I'm just going to put this together right now because uh, Nolan went seven, Walker went seven, um, and Wheeler went seven and a third. So that's 21 and a third innings with one, two, three, four hits allowed. That's ridiculous. With four hits allowed and no earned runs. Could you imagine that getting four hit over 21 and a third innings by three different starting pitchers in a series? I mean, part of, part of me says, okay, that shows you just how bad the Tigers offense is. Part of me also, though, says that's just how good the Philadelphia Phillies pitching could be when everything's going well in this rotation. And I think Ranger Suarez is better. Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez is better than Taiwan Walker when he's at his best. So that gives you a glimpse into why people still have a high ceiling on this team and why I still have a high ceiling on this team. Uh, they're unbelievable on the mound right now. And it'll be very interesting to see if this transfers over uh, to the Dodgers series. I mean, we're going to preview that a little bit coming up as we wrap up. And Suarez is on the mound tonight, so we'll have a chance to continue uh, what's going on here with the momentum with the pitching staff. But, man, it was it was just such a dominant pitching performance by the Philadelphia Phillies starters. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Like, every game, it was, don't say anything, he's got a no-hitter through the fifth. Don't say anything, he's got a no-hitter. Don't say anything, he's got a shutout. Uh, maybe a perfect game for a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, when was the last time you saw a team three games in a row have the fan base convinced they were going to throw a no-hitter? Like, rightfully so, too. Like, there was conversation on social media and in the broadcast booth, hey, he hasn't allowed a hit. Like, that's at the major league level, I don't care who you're playing. This other team has Miguel Cabrera. They have Javier Baez. I mean, they have good players. Uh, Spencer Torkelson, uh, Nick Maton's been swinging a hot bat, and he does well against the Phillies, apparently. I mean, it's just a situation where the Philadelphia Phillies pitchers 
flat out balled out, and I've never seen anything like it. That may be, let me know in the comments if you know of a different one, but that may be the greatest series uh, pitching performance I've ever seen. Just flat out. I can't think of another one close where you have three pitchers almost throw no hitters. <laughs> That's insane to even say. Like, that doesn't happen. If you had the Phillies face a college team, I don't know if that would happen, but they were on their game, and this is kind of the momentum that builds with a rotation when you're playing well. And I know, I know, uh, they've got to get everything together to face the Dodgers. You can't come out and have as bad of an offensive performance as you had the past couple of games. I mean, Schwarber won nothing uh, game in game two where he hit that leadoff home run for the Phillies and no one else in the game scored. And then yesterday going down two to one in the ninth in a game where you had thrown a no-hitter through seven and a third. Well, Zach Wheeler had, not the team. But you get my point. Like, the fact that those were close games is troubling against a team like the Detroit Tigers. That is, While they don't have good hitting, they also don't have good pitching. So the offense is going to have to wake up a little bit. I do attribute a little bit of it to the uh, the smoke and everything in the air because the air has been heavy the past couple of days because of the smoke that postponed the game on Wednesday to Thursday. And it was heavy on Tuesday as well when that game was played. It was lighter a bit on Thursday, but it was still lingering. It's much better today, so we'll see. But the ball wasn't flying very well. There were some balls that were hit to the warning track that were like on a normal day, probably would have been out. So maybe I'm overstating the questions I have about the offense right now, but they're winning. doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to win one nothing or 3-2 ball games forever, but the fact that the Phillies were able to fight through and win it was great. And one other thing that I noticed that I thought was very interesting uh, with the way the Phillies won yesterday. I don't think they were giving up at bats, right? Like, I don't think they're going out there saying, okay, Wheeler's throwing hard. We don't really have to try to put that much on the board and everything like that. Like, I don't think that was the mentality. But sometimes when you're, you've got a guy on the mound throwing well, your focus is much more on that side of the game than hitting. You're focused on the defense. You're focused on, hey, we got to make plays, not make an error. Uh, Wheeler's shutting them down. Uh, okay, sure, we'll get our swings in get an opportunity to score, and then go back out there. But Wheeler's shut down, so it kind of takes the pressure off. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in the sixth inning and you have uh, one run based on the Bryce Harper fly uh, sacrifice fly. And then the seventh inning you don't score, and the eighth inning you don't score. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, man, we're down two to one in this game in the ninth inning, and we got to have some magic to go out and pull out the win. So that's troubling, but what I'm getting to is in the ninth inning, they just absolutely flipped the switch. I mean, they loaded the bases. Uh, they couldn't scratch anything across really all day, and they load the bases, and they could have scored more. I mean, on that hit by um, Cody Clemens, you would have had first and third with two outs, maybe second and third with two outs with a run across. I mean, who knows how long that inning would have gone. And they had woken up a little bit uh, later. But it seemed like the Phillies really flipped a switch. And that's what great teams can do sometimes. They bide their time and bide their time and bide their time and get in a big moment against a team that they know they're better than and just say, oh, cute, you guys are up one? Who cares? We're just going to hit until this game's over our way. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're going to load the bases and create opportunities. We're going to beat you. Like It very much felt like a we know we're better than the Tigers, so we kind of slept walk through this, but we can just flip a switch at the end. Sometimes that can burn you, but that also shows confidence in your ability. Like It shows that they know how good they're playing right now, that they just went out there mentally, no panic, and took care of business in the ninth inning being down a run. That looks good, too. 
Now we'll see with this upcoming series, it puts it to the test. You face the Dodgers, who are uh, 36 and 27, a good baseball team. And you'll go ahead and get to see if this carries over uh, to not the Nationals and not the Tigers. But right now, man, the Phillies are going good. You have to feel good about where this team is. And we'll talk about the Dodgers series and preview tonight's matchup, game one of that series, coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, let's talk a little bit about those Los Angeles Dodgers. The Phillies take them on at 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. The records, the Phillies are 30-32. and 32. The Dodgers, 36-27. and 27. The Dodgers are a very good baseball team. As far as the standings are concerned, the Dodgers are out there in uh, the NL West, and they're in second place, trailing the Arizona Diamondbacks by one and a half games. But Dodgers are a good team. I mean, they're nine games over 500. That's a solid baseball team right there, and they've been uh, playing well. Uh, I mean, you look at their uh, recent games. Uh, they actually lost two of three to the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Had that awesome walk-off by Will Benson earlier on in that series for the Reds, but it was a 9-8 loss, an 8-6 loss, and then a 6-0 victory for them. Um, they lost two of three to the Dodgers. So, you know what? I say the Dodgers are playing good baseball. They've lost – the last two series, they've lost. Okay, then they took two or three from the Nationals, but they lost the game to the Nationals at home. So they might be in a bit of a skid right now. They might be gettable for the Philadelphia Phillies over three games. Uh, who knows? We'll see. They're not an unbeatable team. And, you know, it's funny. The Phillies don't play the Mets well. Like, they didn't play the Marlins well for years there. I kind of remember them playing the Dodgers pretty well in recent history. So we'll see if the Phillies can pull this one out. Uh, Ranger Suarez takes the mound for the home nine. Uh, and he's going to face off against Michael Grove. Michael Grove, who's 0-2 on the year with an 8-1-4 ERA. Uh, he has, as far as his 2023 pitching, um, 21 innings pitched this year. He only has 50 career innings uh, at the major league level. Uh, he just hasn't looked good. He's got a 1-5-2 whip. Uh, I mean, he's got four home runs given up in 21 innings. That's not good. Suarez has two home runs given up in 24 innings. And these are pretty comparable sample sizes. So 814 ERA for Grove, 547 for Suarez. Uh, similar whip for the two guys, similar innings numbers. Suarez has given up more hits. They've struck out about the same. Big difference is double the home runs for Grove. But uh, bottom line is the pitching advantage is fairly in the Phillies' favor. And the Phillies have a 52.3% chance to win, according to the ESPN analytics uh, matchup there. Just some of the names you're going to want to look for. Uh, from the Dodgers, and you know these names, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, J.D. Martinez, Max Muncy. I mean, all these guys are incredible. Max Muncy has 18 home runs. Kyle Schwarber's actually catching him a little bit after Muncy's hot start. Freddie Freeman's batting 333. He's unbelievable. Max Muncy has 44 RBIs. Alec Bohm, who leads the Phillies, only has 37. Now, something nice for the Phillies, the two big uh, – guys that are continuing to light up the stat sheet. Schorber has 16 home runs now. He's starting to heat up. We know this. Nick Castellanos has stayed hot. He's up to a 315 batting average. So that's all well and good. The Phillies can hit with this team. You're just going to have to go out and take care of business. The lineup's real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Dodgers are rolling out. Betts, Freeman, Smith, Martinez, Muncie, Taylor, Vargas, DeLuca, and Rojas. The Phillies, Schorber leads off. Castellanos, too. Harper, Turner. Romuto, Stott, Marsh. Clemens starting at first base, Sosa at third base. Alec Bohm not back yet, but he's close, and I believe Jose Alvarado should be available for tonight's game uh, coming off of his rehab stint. So Philly's getting back to full health, starting to play good baseball. Great opportunity against the Dodgers. 
a great outcome would be winning the series. I'm not expecting a sweep. Two out of three, though, is what you look for when you're facing this team at home. One out of three would be disheartening. But, again, how it happens matters. Two out of three, though, is absolutely the goal. And I think the Phillies are capable of it. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I got another episode to go out tomorrow, so we'll talk more about the rest of the series tomorrow. But that's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for tuning in, checking everything out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.